Yeah, I know that I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm winning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know that I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm winning. Yeah, I'm rare. 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 Like a two dollar bill. Hey, good people, and welcome to Goody Giving Game, the podcast where your girl Goody highlights and recaps everything that happened this week in sports. Um, it's episode five, y'all, man. Last week I was kind of sick, but now I'm back and I'm better than ever. And it was an eventful week in sports. National champions crowned big time, man. That was two crazy games. On the NFL side, man, my Cowboys making some moves. I got to talk about that. And the draft is right around the corner. AB still in the news, man. This this dude is, is kind of getting ridiculous right now. Aaron Rodgers finally responds to the Bleacher Report in these allegations. WNBA draft is this week. You know, people declaring for the NBA draft. NBA is, man, it's so much crazy. Almost 40% of the league is free agents, and it's been a lot of stuff going on with these dudes. They, they're really using their expressiveness right now. Um, playoffs start tomorrow. Let's go. Full effect basketball. MVP talk, Russell Westbrook with another historic season. Kings fire their coach. Man, I got to get into that. Magic steps down. Dwayne Wade and Dirk. With some emotional last games, man. It was crazy. MLB is in full swing, and there's some good baseball going on. And then the Masters is in progress. So let's jump into it. Man, Sunday and Monday was legit. The Baylor Bears on Sunday night take away their national championship over the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. That was, oh my God, that game was so Good. Shout out to our girl in our hometown native, Akira DaCosta, St. Mary's grad, but Sacktown native. Graduated from Sutter Middle School. You know what I'm saying? Got that national championship. There hasn't been a player from Sacramento that has done that since Vicky Ball, who went her freshman year, 2008, and did it with Tennessee. So you just see Hall of Fame and greatness from the Vicky career. Let's see what DaCosta got cooked up as a lot of her teammates or the top teammates entered the draft and see how her role grows and develops next year. But shout out to her being a national champion. The game was crazy. As we know, prior prior to that game, Cox was injured. Thank the Lord that she only had a sprained MCL, but she did not get to play in that game. And that was a big time factor. Baylor's overall game was inside and losing her uh, was impactful, but I think it played to the advantage of the Baylor Bears. The game ended crazy. Gumawale getting to the line and missing free throws. That was just so emotional. Oh, my God. I was over here crying um, with her and just, oh, my God, the family. And it was just it was just a big-time moment. But shout-out to the Lady Baylor Bears, man. They haven't been there since 2012. Well, they won, last time they won the national championship was in 2012. Um Coach put an amazing squad together, and they did their thing. And a lot of those young ladies were in the WNBA draft later on in that week. Um, But on the men's side, national championship, another amazing game. It's like back-to-back. Sunday and Monday was just like, oh, my God. And then I was being a part of the NorCal Sports TV event. So it was just a lot of basketball going on. I love March. I love April um, because it's just tons of basketball. You can can literally watch basketball 24-7. Literally. But shout out to Virginia taking their first national championship. Just history. You know what I'm saying? And then in a crazy game, they won it overtime. Overtime thriller. I don't even, like, what other way could you imagine basketball ending? Like, that was just an amazing game. Especially since last year they were beat in the opening round. And... They got so much mess talked about them. They got so much, man, it was just like so much pressure on them by what they experienced last year. I think this is the first time, or maybe, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, the first time in a long time where the team lost in the opening round of 64 and came back the following year and won the national championship and then went to win their first national championship is crazy. They had some controversial plays in the game. Instant replay came into effect and things like that. Um, oh, it was just it was it was tough 
if you were on the Texas Tech side, obviously played to Virginia's hand. I don't think those plays, though, decided who was going to win and who was going to lose. Like, um, all's fair, gives you a chance, gives you momentum, but when you know it's overtime is 0-0, you got opportunity to execute and, and win the game. And Virginia dominated in that area. Shout out to DeAndre Hunter, who really, really impressed the crowd. 27 points, hit three to send to overtime, um, which was bad defensive play from Texas Tech. Just too much overplaying, leaving people wide open. And if you give me a shot, a chance to make it wide open, what am I going to do? I'm going to hit it. Um, and that's pretty much what happened, and then when you get into overtime, like I said, man, it's up to you and the gang, and Virginia had a bigger mindset. I think veteran leadership played a really, really big role into what the result was. And also by Virginia winning, it shows that the one and done necessarily isn't the one. Look at Calipari in the in the last time he won. Look at, you know, look at these programs that are, have majority ones and duns. It didn't work out for Duke this year, even though they had the best – statistical group on paper, um, the number one draft class, all these type of things, um, but it still didn't work out. Veteran guards and veteran leadership in the house played an impact. And then that injury, I'm telling you, injuries play a factor, and it played a factor in both games. Baylor's coming later. Virginia's coming earlier. But that emotional adrenaline in this, you know, two weeks of basketball, it just reminds these kids of, like, AAU style. They know how to play back-to-back-to-back-to-back. They know how they have to perform. But then when you throw emotional wrenches into the pool, you get results out of those two programs. So shout-out to the University of Baylor and shout-out to the University of Virginia. Man, those was big-time wins. Moving on to the uh, WNBA drafts. In in the NBA drafts, man, John Moran enters the draft. Going to be – hopefully he is the number two pick, man. He impressed just the heck out of people, and it's right for him to declare. Um, Barrett's declaring. So, I, to me, if the draft happened, I think it should go Zion, Morant, Barrett. But we shall see. That's still up in the air. Um, Zion hasn't declared because this whole – I don't know if it's because this whole Nike deal going on. Um, if you haven't heard this week, uh, they were talking about maybe Nike paid his mom. Or gave his mom money. I'm not sure about that. But he hasn't declared yet. But we know he eventually will. Uh, Trey Jones returns to school. Hopefully Reddish will return to school. And that could be a good little duo. And on top of all the talent that we're going to bring in. You already know Duke is going to bring in talent. But um, it's interesting to see all these players like declare and say if they're going to the league or not. On the women's side, for sure, the draft was this week. And it was super duper dope. Like, I love the WNBA draft because it's just... The first of all, let me just say, shout out to all the marketing, all the branding, all the like videos. It was so amazing to see like all these WNBA videos and like talking about the draft and the inspiration and looking up to people in the WNBA draft. Like it's really gearing women to look up to people that can be them and that look like them. And it was amazing on the um. NCAA side, while we're talking about it, they had the highest numbers ever, and they had an increase. Highest increase from last year. Highest increase ever. Um, in numbers and viewership and just sales and tickets and it, it was that's what that's what we do this for. So they can see women do things that they probably have never saw. And it's it just it's a crazy movement going on right now in women's basketball, as it should be. Um in the draft was super duper dope. To start off, like it was really big. Shout out to the player tribune. Hopefully, eventually, I will get to be a part of it, write it, be a show. Shout out to them. Need sponsorship or collaboration. Um, But I loved how Sabrina from Oregon, how she wrote this letter and, you know, about staying in school. That impacted the draft to me a lot because, of course, we know Gumawale, Lou, all these names are going to be into the draft. But um, we knew that Vegas wanted they need a guard, obviously, and she was going to be the perfect fit over there, and just her letter was so beautifully writ- written, and how she expressed herself and her love for the University of Oregon, and how she chose to stay, um, it was just, it was super dope, I, I liked it, and I liked how she was like, I got unfinished business, 
That's what I'm talking about, man. You know what your team is returning. You know what y'all bringing. You you believe in the system and believe in the program enough. And you're going to get that Oregon degree. Shout out to her if she don't already got it. You know what I'm saying? But um, it was big to see that before the draft because then that impacted what was going to happen in the draft. Um, but while we're talking about draft, all five starters from Notre Dame were drafted. Shout out to them. I, I don't remember or know any, the last time that ever happened. Um, I know UConn has big numbers in Tennessee and, you know, all those other programs. But for Notre Dame to get five starters drafted, that was crazy. Wale going five. Um, the uh, I can't think of her name right now going number one, though. That was crazy because they needed another guard. Um, it was just – it was an amazing draft. Shout out to University of Buffalo and UC Davis. Aggies was popping, man. They made her story when they got their first two players, well, the first players ever drafted from those schools. Like, man, just shout out to UC Davis and the program that they're doing. And I learned a lot about Buffalo in this NCAA tournament with the men and women making it. But shout out to those young ladies for just, you know, making her story. You know what I'm saying? I don't remember anybody other than, you know, Vicky being drafted in the WNBA, like, that's close. We got our Stockton people, um, but, like, that's Davis is close. Davis is close. That's 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 back though. You know what I'm saying? So, shout out to UC Davis in the program. I've been able to watch the program develop and grow in the last seven years, and it, it's just, that's that was big, man. It, it, UC Davis made history and University of Buffalo this year, so it's like, for them to get that on draft night, man, that was big, big time. And then um, going number nine, Christine Aguiwe. Man, like, from Cal. I love that she got drafted, man. Lottery picks. Let's get these bandos. Lottery picks. But, man, it was really big to see these young women really get the notoriety and shine and get the publicity and get the news. One day, I promise you, I'm going to be interviewing these young ladies or they'll be women by then, but interviewing them and, and hopefully being a part of that more because the culture was crazy this year and how much we're trying to network and grow as a community. Um, it, it's just, man, it's I'm really happy and proud of what's going on in the WNBA and women's basketball. Um, UCLA men still looking for a coach. Um, that's crazy. Nope. I've never known the job to be this vacant. Um, there is tons, obviously tons of qualified candidates, but the people that they trying to get definitely are not looking to go to UCLA. So they've been hit or miss, but there's no coach down for the Bruins. And that's just, you know, that's different. But hopefully they'll get a good coach in there. They, they've had a few coaches and names. I know they're trying to get Calipari. He got the lifetime deal in Kentucky. There's a few other coaches that they're really interested in. But at the end of the day, they need to find a fit, and they haven't found one yet, and summer is approaching. You know, AAU games are starting. Kids are coming to school. Um, Sharif is fully back, I think, from his heart surgery. So they got some power punches over there. It's just finding the right head coach. Um, it would be amazing to me when I see a woman, a woman coaching men's. I always talk, you know, my men, my male mentors and my coaches that coach on the men's side that are my mentors, I always laugh and joke like I'm going to be coaching boys because I feel like my fire, my energy could do it. As we see so many other women doing it, especially on the NBA level, in the G League level, but um, that would be crazy to see a woman coaching the head coach of a men's program. Spicy. Uh, some NCAA drama. Like, I talked to y'all about uh, Zion with the Nike deal. Maybe, maybe not. Um, that was in the news beyond him getting all National Player Awards this week. Um, on the women's side, North Carolina and Coach Hatchell, Hall of Fame coach, um, on paid leave right now and the staff because she is under investigation for maybe some racial incited comments that she may have made to some players. And um, we all know that the NCAA is full of my African-American and black brothers and sisters, my good people, um, predominantly. Uh, and we know that majority or predominantly um, the athletes that are on scholarship are either African-American or black or they come from low-income 
poverty urban areas, right? Inner city. Um, those are the kids that can't afford college and usually get scholarships. Not to say that's all, but, um, you know, we're just going with statistics right now. So the racial comments, you could only imagine um, where they came from. Now, uh, you talk about making allegations against the coach and having the confidence to do something like that. Um, I commend the players if it's factual. Um, I've had my own personal experiences with using my voice and speaking up. I understand the pressures um, that coaches have and how this is their livelihood and how they feed themselves and their families. Um, That immense amount of pressure can lead you to saying some things that are maybe inappropriate. Uh, We saw Izzo making, you know, headlines about how he chooses to coach and how he behaves and his antics with his players. Um, So that just, I mean, we have had several examples of um, inappropriate relationships that coaches have as far as behavior and conduct and how we um, speak to our players. I have been a victim of it. So not as far as racial, but just made some comments when I got back home. I was like, Man, I probably shouldn't have said that. Or, you know, I could have said that better. So, uh, it's still under investigation. She's still on paid leave. And, you know, I pray that... It's crazy that I pray that she did not. Because her career is obviously going to be tarnished. But if that is factual, I hope that, you know, the Lord finds a way to reveal it. And protect the players that are involved in it. Because those are the people that are going to take the hardest hits. You know what I'm saying? The person that is accused and the accuser. Um, So I'll keep you guys updated on what's going on with that. All right, man. Moving on to the NFL. My Cowboys, man. Cowboy Nation, stand up. I am super excited about our offseason moves, man. It's, you know, NFL right now. Draft is right around the corner. It's a lot of these, you know, NFL analysts talking uh, draft talk, mock drafts, and all this type of stuff like that. Um, I choose not to get into that. Uh, we already know who's going number one. It's very clear. Still going to happen. Um, they're talking about Bosa might come in there. And, and, uh, um, but I'm excited to say that um, with the draft right around the corner, I'm excited to see what my Cowboys do and how they move. Um, but at the same time, I'm worried because, you know, my Cowboys are known to do some just, (laughs) to do some outlandish stuff, bruh. Like, and so I want to see how the draft goes. I'm excited about them giving Dak his money. I told y'all that was going to happen. They're going to give Dak the money first. Um, and about Lawrence, but we're going to see how that pays off. Still told y'all the name that was going to be left out, Ezekiel Elliott. I don't know where we're going to find the money or what we're going to do, but. We need a running back as talented as him. Hopefully, he can have a very historic and amazing career with the Cowboys. But I know how my Cowboys operate. I'm not a. Uh, I'm not ignorant to the Jones curse, Jerry Jones curse, which I feel like is, you know, when you are kind of overly ambitious, you, you, you may. I'm not saying everybody, but you may have some fraudulent moves, and you know how the winds of change work. Even if you make successful moves, if you make them in vain and you do, you make them with negative intentions or you do faulty stuff in that, the gods, <laughs> the winds of change have a way of impacting. So I know that we usually make some significant moves and we do some stuff and we, you know, we have good seasons, but then, you know, the winds of change be coming back to bite us in the ass, man. And it's just be like, man, but I'm very proud of what we've been doing. I'll be on the lookout for that. As the draft comes around to see what moves we make in the draft. Um, You know, it's not a lot of football going on, so it's a lot of talk going on. Teams, you know, getting together, making the introductions, making the final rosters and things like that before the draft happens. But on the other side, since they are off the field right now, it's a lot of off-field drama. Um, Starting with Aaron Rodgers. Now, the Bleacher Report came out with an article about Aaron Rodgers, his leadership, what type of person he is, blase, 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 right? And um, it was a lot of talking going on about Aaron Rodgers. So now Aaron Rodgers finally responds to the article and 
I'm really proud of him and how he responded. Um, he went onto a radio show and started uh, talking about the response. Obviously, you know, that was going to be the first. Any good reporter is going to start asking you about that first. So um, he talks about the Bleacher Report and Mike McCarty. And he's just like, man, this dude pretty much was my head coach the majority of my career. I've had much success. We won a championship together. And he is no longer coaching in Green Bay, right? But he lives in Green Bay. And he has a family. And he has children. And, like, he is still an everyday entity. Just because he is not the coach doesn't mean he doesn't have ESPN. Doesn't mean he's not on the Internet. And we live in a day and age of people that don't care <laughs> like literally don't care about you. They don't care about what they say to kids. They don't care about what they talk about. So, you know, people are going to be very judgmental and say things. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers is just laying it on the table. If it was that bad, there would be more reflection other than this. And then he goes to say, like, um, the players, because there was a few players that came out about him. But he goes on to say, like, these are just jealous, envious dudes. Like, they're no longer a part of the pro- They're no longer on the team. They're no longer here. And, of course, you either on the good side and you love it or you're not. Now, I'm not the one to say what's true or what's not true. But I feel like Aaron Rodgers, being the case that this is about you, you got to come out and say something. You got to. And I liked how he defended Mike McCarty. And we all know, like, just to me. Every leadership style is not going to be great. Every, you know, you're not going to love everything about it. You're not going to love every move I make. But people agree to disagree. And I don't like people that just try to take shots after the fact. Um, My boy Stephen A. Smith was like, this is some ridiculousness. You know what I'm saying? Like, because what is the point? But you know what the point is? There's no football going on. So, what else do we do? Talk and make articles. Can't talk mock draft forever. So, it's like, okay. Don't know the validity of the Bleacher Report and their intent. But, at the same time, um, Aaron Rodgers had to answer it, and I like how he responded. Um, On the other side of the soap opera news going on in the NFL, A.B. still with the antics. Alright? And it's time to... Address this. I talked about it a couple weeks ago. AB and his comments about Ben. And now him and Juju been going at it for a minute now. Gotta say for a minute now. Because it's been a couple weeks. It's been all month. I want to say the month of March. And now we're rolling into the second and third week of April. Uh, we still talking about AB and his emotions with the Steelers. And then AB. And this is why I say antics. AB, man. This dude out here posting, um, bruh, like, DMing him in college. Juju Smith DMing him in college. Like, bro, come on, bruh. Like, how low can you go? <laughs> you go down low all the way to the flow. Because you sometimes, like, before all of, like, with the antics, this is why people have negative thoughts and connotations and, perspect- and perspectives about AB. Because you don't know when to stop. I told y'all he's that crazy uncle. He's that crazy cousin. That you know the antics are going to come. But at the same time, it's like, when do they stop? And bruh is just like nonstop. He's just at it. He's like, I, I feel like it's almost like a bitter breakup. Because you and your feelings, you mad about how things went. And obviously you're mad about how things went. Because if you're not, you're not. Coming back to be vindictive. When you're over somebody, you're over them. When you're done, you're done. You don't care about them. You don't care about they mentions. You don't care about what they say, what they do, how they move, how they operate. Because you're done. But when your feelings are hurt and you're not done, then you get into these type of antics. Like, I'm going to show my D. Oh, I got receipts. Oh, like... You, y'all look like a bunch of females, bro. Arguing and being petty over what? That's my whole deal. What are y'all doing it for? Like, it makes absolutely no sense at this point, A.B. And I'm just like, man, come on, man. You looking like a clown right now, bro. It's absolutely trash in your behavior. And you got to do better. If you're over it, be over it. 
Juju, you know, I, I, I hate that he's a young receiver getting even into this. Like, and sometimes you got to pick your battles. Choose when to respond. Choose not to respond sometimes. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, man, come on, A.B. And then it's like, if I'm a Raider, I'm like, bro, what is your focus right now? Are you focused on being us right now? Is this the type of guy you are? Are you saving moments and situations to come back? Like, it's not looking good for A.B. in character. I'm not talking about, we have to decide. This is a society we're living in. You have to separate professionalism, what they do as a career, and what they do as a sport, and as a person. And sometimes the two are blended because they're like, if I don't like you as a person or I don't like your lifestyle choices, I may not like your music or I may not like you on the, on the quarter of the field. But like right now, AB's 100%. And if he hears this, tag him. AB's 100% focus should be on what he's going to do and how he's going to get him back. Everybody knows the mastermind of any situation. And if you are in true control of the situation... You coming back harder and better than ever, and you move in silence. Period. You should be focusing on what you about to do with the Raiders and how you about to show them. Man, you dumped me. You didn't want me. Let me show you better than I could tell you. But getting into these little baby childish antics with ex-players shows nothing. And now all these other people like coming out like, oh, I'm going there, bro. And I'm like, go ahead, bro. Have some motive. You know, that's how the NFL is. They operate on talking trash and having motive to come back. I like it. But, A.B., man, focus on what you're doing and what y'all about to do with the Raiders. And stop giving people a bad reason or giving people a reason to think that you have bad character. Because right now, it's not looking too good. All right? Um, Let's go ahead and move to this NBA, man. Um, NBA in full Effect right now. Playoffs start tomorrow. Super duper duper excited. Man, I'm super duper duper excited. All right, the Nets and the Sixers, I think, tomorrow. Shout out to my boy, um, Rana Cut. He is a Sixers fan. But um, the Nets going to get him some trouble. I think the Sixers will handle I pick Sixers to win. But um, they got my boy, Russ, over there, who I think should be, and I'm going to say this, who I think should be the most improved player. I think he just had more of an impact. Um, and less, I'm not going to say less talent than my bro over there at Toronto, but I think he just, nobody expected that. Nobody. And to make the playoffs and do it, Sixers going to handle him, though. Sixers are going to handle him. But there's other games going on starting tomorrow. NCAA tournament ended right on time to roll right over to the NBA playoffs. Big, big, big free agency season coming up. Free agency starts July 1st. So right now you're about to make your money in these playoffs. Almost, they said like 35 to 40% of the league will be free agents starting on July 1st. And it's where these moves will be. Um, they're saying a lot of the free agents, most of them have won championships already that are going to be free agents. Kyrie, KD, Kawhi, just a few of them. And um, where those moves, you know, may happen or may not happen, but is it going to be dictated off winning championships? Before, you know, for, for the past five years, it's been really based off um, making the move to win a championship. But now it's legend status right now. Um, because there is, it's a really change. It's like, dang, it's been, you know, 20 years, like, um, just for me in basketball. So is there, there's a lot of changes that have happened. Um, and this is where, like, legend season is made, especially for the names that I just said. And then we know, um, um, dang, why am I having a blank right now? Uh, my boy, uh, A.D., is going to be Anthony Davis, my bad. Anthony Davis is going to be a free agent as well. So he's going to be moving into that trying to win a championship situation. But it's like legend status is being moved right now. Moves will turn you into a legend based off how many championships you can put together or string together. Um, but that goes on to like when I was saying like there's there's been a 20-year relationship, almost longer, with the NBA. And it's like Dwayne Wade and Dirk. Played their last 
home games of the regular season. It was emotional, man. Like, that was, I said the biggest. There was a lot of other NBA talk, like, that I'm going to get into. But it was like Dwayne Wade and Dirks. It was emotional. First of all, the whole Miami, I'm glad that Dwayne Wade got to get back to Miami to, to end it all. Um, the O three class came out. Dwayne Wade played phenomenal, thirty points, and then in his very last game had a triple double. Um, but I remember O three, man, I was in middle school. Not trying to call out my age, but <laughs> I was in middle school, man. I remember the O three class vividly. Dwayne Wade obviously was a favorite player. Everybody, you were lying if he wasn't a Miami Heat fan when he won the first championship in O six, think. So it was like. Everybody loves Dwayne Wade. It was really emotional. His son is so much of a part of the program and what Miami does. That was just so, so emotional. Then to have his brothers, you know, come and be there with him. It was just, it was super dope. It was super duper Dwayne Wade style. Like, man, he had the gold slippers, man. It was shoes. It was crazy. It was crazy. It was so Dwayne Wade in Miami, and I loved it. I loved every moment of it. And it was just sad, like, dang, man, Dwayne Wade is out. Dirk is out. I mean, Tim is out. Uh, Kobe is out. You know what I'm saying? My, my, I'm not going to say those are my favorite players, but those are just Paul Pierce is out. Um, Jalen Rose. Like, it's just, I mean, Jalen was out long ago, but it's just like so many names. Weber is out. Like, it's so many names. Bibby's out. You know what I'm saying? AI is out. Like, all the players that I grew up on, you know what I'm saying? I even, you know, was in that love back, you know, when Jordan was playing. And um, I remember Jordan's last game. I actually have a poster in my room um, of the article that they wrote on Jordan's last game. I mean, Barkley is out. Malone is out. Robinson is out. I mean, it's just like my whole, almost my whole childhood is depleted from the NBA. You still got players like Vince and uh, Lou. You know, I remember young and playing, but. It's just crazy, and it's more names, but it's just like, it's crazy. It just almost hit me in the time lapse. And then Dirk, oh, my God, Dirk had 30 in his last home game or his last game, and then how he did it. Like, it was always under speculation all year that Dirk probably was going to retire this year, but then he was just so emotional and just like told the crowd at the end of the game. It was just storybook, like – 30 for 30s waiting to happen this week. It's been so much, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm going to make me a 30 for 30, putting that in the atmosphere. But it was so much 30 for 30. Virginia, 30 for 30. Baylor's 30 for 30. That could come out. Um, Dwayne Wade's 30 for 30 is definitely going to happen. Um, Dirk's 30 for 30. And it's crazy because look at the, look at the world. Dwayne Wade is from Chicago. Um, my family, that's that's hometown. Pretty much, I mean, pretty much until I went to college, I was telling people I was from Chicago. Shout out to Chi-Town. My mom is from the south side of Chicago. My dad's from Gary, Indiana. Um, so, shout out to those areas. But Dwayne Wade's from Chicago, and Dirk is from, is German. And my grandmother came over here from Germany when she was like 26, 27 years old, my grandfather. So, military deal. Um, but it's just like the emotion that sets into that because I always had a love from everybody that came from Chicago because I was like home, you know what I'm saying? I, I I remember going to places and I still do visit my family and, you know, being in the neighborhood and knowing of these schools and knowing of these areas and stories because my mom, you know what I'm saying? My mom's a Calumet grad. Um, so it's like all these stories and seeing all, all the history from Chicago, like that's, that's home, you know what I'm saying? That's... Man, I've been traveling by myself, going there and living, you know what I'm saying, being there since I was like two years, before I was one. That's home. Um, So that's all family. And then Dirk, I have a really deep root. Like when you have a, a person in your family that's first generation, you have a deep, like my grandmother speaks German and always talk to us in German. Um, Fiery, old redhead, you know what I'm saying, cooks German meals. So it's like when I was old enough to start, like, recognizing and play, playing basketball and knowing and getting players. Like, first of all, everybody wanted to shoot a fadeaway elbow jumper like Dirk. That was my area because um, I wasn't a three-point shooter in in high school or when I was younger. So it was like I watched power forwards and I watched 
how they played because I was usually taller than everybody and they was playing me out of position. Then I became a point guard. And then it was like in the fashion and the style of how Dwayne Wade played. That's my mom. They all called me. They was like, man, you stay on the ground. You stay like Wade. You go to the back. You know what I'm saying? Like it was so many analogies. So when those two players, it was like emotional for me. I was crying on every commercial, every highlight videos on my Twitter. Just like, oh my God, this is super duper emotional. So shout out to Dwayne Wade and Dirk. And thank you for just everything that you have done for the game of basketball. I know that y'all going to do so much more because of your relationships and your connections that you have now. And just as a, as a hooper to, you know, the legends. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? I had to get that off my chest while I still had time. Um, also in NBA talk, so lighten up the mood. Let's get into some facts, man. MVP, MVP talk is going on. Giannis versus Harden. People have narrowed it down, but... Um, and they trying to give Giannis the title. Like, first of all, LeBron's not at his best. If LeBron's not at his best and the change in the hands are really happening, I'd rather the conversation be there's a change in hand of who is the best player, but we all know LeBron is the best specimen, the best basketball player on the world. I say that. I'm not going to take it away from him because I feel like what he brings, his size, his speed, when he plays like the 50-point LeBron, Nobody in the NBA can stop him. Not even Giannis. And we know Harden ain't going to do it. So I think there is a changing. Just like when um, Kobe had his little fall off for a minute. And his little he wasn't on his, his A game. And then he got filled back. And then you know what he did after that. But Giannis is having an amazing season. I feel like because Giannis is such the specimen. Like he's his height, his length, his ability is crazy. Right? And... Obviously, the best team in the NBA. So there's a lot of like, oh, we want to go with Giannis naturally. But what James Harden is doing as far as scoring, I think he had over 2,100 points in a single season. Why are we knocking his his history? Because it's not of the traditional way and style that we like it to be in the NBA. And I'm also going to, including this conversation, who I think is really getting the salty end of it, is Russell Westbrook. Man, Russell Westbrook just finished the season with his third straight year of averaging a triple-double. And I've been seeing a lot of people, man. I saw my boy, um, I follow Famous Los, and, like, all them people, like, tweeting. They, like, they expect um, Russell to do that. But... We it's one thing to expect it and know he has the ability to do it, but it's another thing to do it. And I don't know any Will, I think Will Chamberlain is the only other person to do that, or is it Oscar? Y'all clarify up with that. I don't got I don't have it written down in my notes, so um y'all clear me up on that. But like nobody is doing that. And so like, okay, you got Giannis who's best record in the NBA, right? Leading in almost every category. Dominated every star this year. And it's transformed the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Facts, right? Facts. Facts. Harden. Scoring tangent. Nobody has scored like him since Michael Jordan. Will, I think they're saying, Oscar. Hall of Fame numbers, right? And then Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, excuse me, averaging a triple-double for the third straight year. How are those not equal magnitudes? And so many of you analysts and so many of you sports talkers are like, it's so clear, Giannis. I'm not saying it's clear anybody because how do we grade the greatness like that, and this is like, oh my God, CESPN. You know, I'm like obsessed. I'm gonna be there. I promise y'all. Like, I am obsessed. I have ESPN on my phone. I have ESPN on my tablet. I have ESPN on my laptop. I have ESPN on my Xbox. I have ESPN on my Apple TV. I am consuming sports. Twenty-eight, eight, twenty-eight, nine, whatever. I am over capacity with. My intake in sports. 
And everybody's coming up. Oh, it's clear. Like, I'm hearing people, it's clear Giannis. It's clear Giannis. Which I think he has the upper hand right now in the voting, which is why I'm saying his name more. But it's like, it's clear Giannis. And I feel like it's between those three. Like, just the history, the magnitude of the impact and work and the names that they are becoming a part of. You know what I'm saying? The names. I don't know where LeBron falls on that. I haven't seen a season where LeBron, and y'all can correct me, LeBron fans, where he averaged a triple-double when he can. It's not a doubt in that. And then the, uh, just the scoring. We already know what he brings. He's not an overall player. There's no knock to James Harden. He, we know he's not playing defense like that. He does pass the ball very well. But, like, his scoring numbers are amazing at his position. And people don't like that. Um, but that's a debate. I want to I hear what y'all feel about it, man. It's, it's up in the air to me. And I'm going to be watching the playoffs to really judge who should be getting it because these awards will come out later. You know what I'm saying? But, man, that got me fired up. The MVP talk. And what's, what, when I look at the incredible seasons that those three men are having, I just don't understand why Russ is not in that conversation and Harden is not getting as much respect as I feel like he should. It's not as clear as people think. Um, I woke up this morning. Well, last night when I went to sleep, man, I, I had already knew this probably was in the work. Bloody d my boy, Hall of Famer over here at the Kings. They have fired Coach Yeager. Crazy, right? Um, he was hired in 2016. Uh, they were predicted to only win 25 games this year, so he was over, clearly, 39 wins. Um, obviously a young, fresh, new group, but that, again, the Kings' overall collective group in their decision-making has been strange for the past several years. Um, and, I mean, I don't know which direction they could go in. Um, as far as coaches, there's obviously coaches on the board, but Coach Yeager was doing something... Um, really special and obviously something that people did not predict. So we will see where that goes. Um, y'all tell me how y'all feel about uh, the Kings fans, how y'all feel about Coach Yeager being fired. I personally probably wouldn't have went with it, but, um, again, the Kings make strange moves. <laughs> the Kings have been doing strange things as far as how they run the general office. Um, and I've been tweeting all day, man, and all last night. Go ahead and get me on the coaching staff. Get me on the developmental staff, man. It, that'd be crazy. Crazy. Um, also this week, big time news. Tuesday night, Magic. Step down, man, surprisingly. Surprising the whole world. That's how Magic operates. I don't know why everybody was surprised, but that's how Magic moves. Didn't tell Jeannie Buss. Didn't tell nobody. Just said, hey, man, I feel like being Magic again. And I can't be magic. I can't talk to players. I can't do this. I can't do that. So I'm out of here. <laughs> and my boy, Stephen A. Smith, man, he was like, man, I'm going on vacation. And I can't even go on vacation good because I got to talk about this man, Magic. <laughs> he was just like going in. But it's like when you know that you are not comfortable in the position, you have to make decisions. And we don't see it a lot, especially in my community and where we come from. You can't make decisions on integrity. You can't make decisions on how you feel because you have to make a sacrifice. And the first things that you sacrifice are usually how you feel and your integrity for the ones that don't have a really lot of it. Um, so Magic was like, man, I'm not myself. I don't know if he was doing that great of a job at it, but he's like, man, I wasn't me. So I'm out of here. <laughs> My boy Luke, obviously Luke Walt knew that the writing was on the wall and how Magic felt about him being removed, but they said he was in awe of participation as he was going to be the coach. We shall see how this, you know, not-so-spicy season continuing in the last trend that they've had for the past several years, not being successful, um, and Magic stepping down, and coaches in a ruffle. L.A.'s in some turmoil, <laughs> it seems like. And um, we shall see how this soap opera turns out. Because um, it's soap opera news right now. It's headline news for show, for show. But we'll see how this all bubbles. Magic is out, though. 
Magic is still going to... You know Magic's still going to be involved. I don't know if Jeannie's, like, in her feelings. She might be hurt. Um, I know a lot of the reporters are saying, like, she's... She was totally shocked, obviously. But, um... We shall see how this all plays out in the Lakers' near future. Alright? Um, do not forget, the Masters are in progress. That's golf, you know, pretty much Super Bowl. And, um... Right now, we got Bryson DeChambwe, the young guy, at first. I think he's like seven and a half behind, or you know how that works. Um, for my golf people, I apologize. And Phil Mickelson, the legend, is in second right now. Um, so, shout out to U.S. We're dominating the Masters as we um, tend to. A lot of green jackets going on. And um, if you're golf people, make sure you are on it. I think this is day two. In effect, or maybe day three. So, um, I always catch a little bit of it. I'm super excited because Tiger is playing. People are like, is there pressure on Tiger and all this type of stuff? No, man. Tiger's out there living his best life, playing. Um, I don't know how much he gets to participate in golf events, but um, the purse for this is like $11 million. <laughs> And Tiger's like, I don't think Tiger's in the running at all. He's not in the top five, at least, but... Um, when I see Tiger on the field, I just see history, and I see accomplishment, and I see, you know, with the programs that I work in, I get to take kids from inner city communities to go play golf. Um, shout out Sac City Unified School District, um, even though we're in a strike right now. Pay these teachers. But um, we give kids opportunities to be at golf courses and things like that, and it's like when I see black kids on the golf course, I think of Tiger Woods. You know what I'm saying? Same way I feel when I see black and African-American people playing tennis. Think of Serena Williams. Like, you know, it's just history to be in those platforms in those areas when you are from where we come from. Um, so when I see Tiger on the court or on the field, um, I don't feel like he has any pressure to be successful. He's already done it. He's already made the history books. He's just paying, you know, getting his money right now. <laughs> and I have no problem with that. Um, moving on to baseball, man. Baseball news. Um, it's exciting. I haven't been talking about it a lot, but uh, money has been going around. Braves dishing out the money right now. They just paid um, Ronald Acuna Jr. Probably said that wrong. $100 million extension. Probably going to be one of the youngest. I think they say he's like one of the first like youngest 22-year-olds to get to $100 million contract. That's crazy. And then they, um, Albini, seven years, $35 million deal. Braves giving out money. And they're also going to be having a big-time game. So if you're trying to watch some good baseball this weekend, be on the lookout on Sunday. The Mets are going to be playing the Braves, I think, in Atlanta. Um, Jacob DeGome, Cy Young winner 2018, um, has been having an amazing season this year. But he's on the bounce back. I think he had a bad game. The last time, his last outing, so he's gonna be back on the field, and that's a big time game. That's on Sunday at seven, Sunday night baseball. If you want to catch some just good baseball and some headline people, um, I want to see some people that's getting money, hundred million, thirty-five million dollar deal. I'm trying to see what y'all is working with. You know what I'm saying? Um, also, this weekend in baseball, if you just want to watch some good baseball, the Brewers and the Dodgers are gonna be playing. Rematch of last year's NLCS games, and um, that's gonna be an intense one because you know that it's it's, emo- it's high emotion, especially since y'all if y'all haven't played each other since those last matchups, man, that's gonna be crazy. So if you want to see some good baseball, as far as that, be on the lookout for the Brewers and Dodgers, man. They gonna be that's gonna be a good game. I know I'm gonna be trying to check that, and then you know I, I'm not no no this. But I'm a White Sox fan, Chicago White Sox. I told y'all Chicago's in my heart. Um, we got a slow start, 3-8. and eight. Okay, we just got out of this tough Royal Series. But um, this weekend, we're going to be starting the Yankees series. And I'm really interested in Lewis Robert. They talking about this kid is the deal. Um, bright, bright future outfielder for my White Sox. And I want to see what, what he's working with. They are going to be in the series with the Yankees. Um, shots out to... Cali native, CC Sabathia. He's gonna be in. He's gonna be playing his first um, start in his last season. Man, CC's retired. Like I feel old now, man. Like Dirk's gone, Kobe's gone, Dwayne's gone. 
CeCe Sabathia's retiring. I'm going to have to get my son a jersey, man. If the Yankees or anybody that knows CeCe that is watching this, I have been a big-time CeCe Sabathia fan, man, like, for as long as I can remember. And, um, man, a jersey for my son would be crazy. I'm going to have to get him one because CeCe's a legend. And we'll see how his last season uh, goes and what the um, MLB will do for him. I know they usually show nonstop love throughout the season, uh, just like Dwayne just had on his last dance tour. Um, so, shout out to CC Sabathia. Shout out to my White Sox. Hopefully, they can do something against these Yankees and get on the good foot, man. Come on now. Three and eight is not looking good, but we always, man, we've been having some, some hiccups since our World Series, man. Um, but if you're trying to watch some good baseball, it is some games going on. Make sure y'all check them out. Um, also on something I wanted to highlight, my boy Mike Bibby, um, Chargers won't be going forward. Uh, if you didn't know, he was kind of like caught up in some inappropriate behavior in his school with some teachers, they say. I think it was teachers. Um, but shout outs to the man above for allowing him, obviously for them finding out what was the truth. I grew up loving Mike Bibby. Like you ain't a, you ain't from Sacramento if you ain't like that tandem with Bibby. You know what I'm saying? But um, I just wanted to mention that because a lot of the times people are accused of things that may not be true. It's a, it's an accusation. So. When you find out all the information and all the details in there for him, like, man, another black brother getting off, I love it. Um, shout out to him and his family and, and much success. Well, um, that's all I got, man. This week in sports, uh, again, all my notes will be focused on NBA playoffs, watching basketball nonstop, getting me some baseball in, man. If you can, go ahead and check out your local AAA teams or your AA teams, or even if you got a uh, – national major league team in there. Go check out some baseball, man. It ain't nothing like going to a baseball park, having a hot dog, and just enjoying the sun. The weather is beautiful. Um, I'm going on vacation. Spring break is in full effect, but that don't mean the sports are going to stop. Remember, good people, follow me on all social media handles, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, WordPress, um, Goody Giving Game. This is Goody Giving Game, the podcast. I love all y'all. Remember, you are smart, you are strong, and you are beautiful. Peace! Yeah, I know that I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm winning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know that I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm winning. I'm rare. 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 Like a $2 bill.